ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 134 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network and the DAP Network, if you will. And we do. We love it here on the DAP Network. This is a fun one. We got a a classic Thursday night lineup. If you're joining us on YouTube, feel free to leave some comments and uh, ask some questions as we go along. If you're listening in your earbuds, love that too. Definitely send us a note on Twitter. Let let us know what you think about the show. Tonight, though, with me in the co-host seat is the one and only Rocky Petrella. How are you tonight, Rocky? I'm good. I, I guess I'm finally over my Super Bowl hangover. I can finally come back on the show. I, I didn't <laughs> want to ask it right away, but I was definitely going to bring it up at some point. This is your first show. I think your first show since the Super Bowl, right? It's been yes, it the is. Last few yeah, weeks. I think it's been two or three weeks since I've been on. I appreciate you guys holding down the fort, but I am back. Uh, the Super Bowl. I've, I've put it past me now. You know how badly we were robbed at the end, but. Uh, <laughs> If you haven't talked it out by now, you never will, right? We're in March. Like, it's it's time that we move forward and look ahead. I, I love it. And I know going into that that week, I know, or two weeks, actually, for the Super Bowl, you were really hyped about your team. You still got to feel good, right? I mean, it's still, you're looking ahead. You're still looking yeah. like a pretty good po- spot to be in, right? Yeah, definitely. I yeah, The future looks bright. They're, they're going to lose some guys on defense, but they got they got Hurts, Brown, Smith, Goddard all, all locked up for a couple of years here. Uh, there, there's definitely another run in the future. So, yeah, I, I think mean, so, too. It hurts because they were so close. So and close. I, I, so it's not even so much like they did that that holding call lost in the game, even though you don't call that at the end of the game. It's that I, I wanted to see Hurts with two minutes left and see what he did. Like that would have been amazing, especially if he pulled it off. Uh, but I just wanted to see what would happen. And, and I think the nation wanted to see what would happen. And we didn't. Thank you. Yep. Perhaps. Completely agree. And again, <laughs> now Rocky, you and I are bonded yet again, because my Bengals had the same thing last year against yep. the Rams. So I feel you brother. I feel you. All right. Well with us tonight, we've got a, a great guest. I'm very excited. We've got Justin Edwards from four for four. Is that, is there anywhere else you're working Justin or is it just four for four? Start with that. Well, Mostly four for four, really. I work with, um, I do a lot of work with PFF, but that's more like back end kind of a uh, behind the scenes data work. collection stuff over there. Terrific. Well, yeah, we're really glad to have you. I know you, you've been in the fantasy world a little while. I haven't really, I don't think I've heard you on a lot of podcasts though. So I'm excited to kind of get to pick your brain a little bit. So I guess before we get too deep, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself and just kind of what your experience and history is in fantasy if people aren't familiar with you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of a, Jack of all trades. I do a lot of offensive line work with four for four. I do a little bit of dynasty work. I do some streaming articles throughout this season. Uh, I kind of just mess around with everything, honestly. 
That's the way to be, man. That's that's way that's way all of us are, right? Just kind of dabbling in everything. Uh, you can find Justin on Twitter at Justin underscore Redwords, which I like that because it's the R Edwards. Is that middle name R? I guess just or is it just you like the color red because of the red hair? Just red. I'm real yeah. red. Just the color. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Well, our topic for this evening is the same topic we've had for the last few weeks. We're kind of going through pretty much every fantasy relevant player with this series. This week, we've got the AFC South that we'll be looking at and trying to dive into. Uh, I guess the the place we always start with this in general, AFC South is not one of the more, I don't know, flashy divisions. It's not, you know, there's a lot of teams in this division that are kind of in a, in a massive rebuild or turning around a team. There's a lot of coaching changes and things like that. So it should be, uh, make for some interesting, interesting conversation here. Um, but we're going to talk about dynasty buys, sells, and holds at each for each team. Uh, kind of looking at all the fantasy relevant players and at least trying to break down where we feel like there are some things we can exploit, some loopholes we can maybe help out with or values that we think are going to be changing as we head into the draft season. And then, of course, into the 2023 NFL season. So we're going to start with the Jaguars finishing, obviously, the first in the AFC South. Pretty good run into the playoffs. I think they were a very impressive team, if I'm being honest. Uh, their top fantasy players ranked by cap hit, which I like that we do that. That was a Sidlow edition. Got to love it. Wide receiver Christian Kirk, most expensive player on the roster. That's interesting. Wide receiver Calvin Ridley, second most expensive player on the roster. That's interesting. Third most expensive, wide receiver Zay Jones. What? Like where? And then there's QB Trevor Lawrence, our running back Travis Etienne, and then Snoop Connor I put on there because I think he's going to be relevant this year. I kind of thought he might have been last year. Uh, their only real free agent of note for fantasy anyway is Evan Ingram. And there was some news that kind of, you know, quote unquote broke today that they're tempted to franchise tag Ingram. I think that'd be an interesting move. But uh, I guess, Rocky, I'll kick it to you first. Is there anyone on the Jags that you're definitely buying right now due to their price? Or is everybody kind of at the right spot and you're not really ready to pounce yet? Uh, I, the one that I uh, kind of sticks out maybe a little to me, because I still don't think his price has really risen yet, is Calvin Ridley. Uh, I, I think that he's definitely going to increase in value, especially as we get closer to the season or, or for sure in season, if he starts playing well, but uh, I still don't think people are, are valuing him super highly. You can probably get him for maybe a single second, two seconds, something like that. And he, he still has, I mean, I'm a little worried about him. You know, I'm always worried about a guy who hasn't played for, for almost two years. Right. Uh, but, we've seen the upside with him. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has looked, you know, looked obviously a lot better last year removed from urban Meyer. Uh, he could easily take over as the number one, you know, target getter in this offense. And uh, he's got pretty, you know, they're not amazing players around him and everything Ingram and, and Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, but enough to take some pressure off of them. And uh, Doug Peterson's a pretty good offensive coach. I, I just I, I think he could end up being the one there if if he can get back into, uh, you know, into form. And he's like I said, he's going to increase in value if nothing else. I, I still think even if you don't really buy into Calvin Ridley as a point scorer this year, as getting back to his old form, I you just know once we kind of see him in the preseason, see videos of him and see him working out and all that stuff that he's going to. You're, he's going to be worth more than than just whatever you're paying for him now. So he's he's the one that stuck out for me. No, I agree. And he was actually going to be my buy too. And you you kind of said it where I was going to go is that he is just on DTC, which is the one I have open here, Dynasty Trade Calculator. He's worth give or take the 207 by himself. 
I would rather have Ridley than the 207 yes. in almost every situation. So if his yeah. price is that low, that's a buy. Justin, where are you at with Ridley? And then what kind of are you looking at buying anyone else on the Jags here? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I'm not huge into buying Ridley right now just because I think I really like the way Zay looked last year. Mm, I think he's going to eat into that target share a little bit too. Um, it, it might be kind of like a weird, these three guys are just going to be like 65% of the target share or something. But I do agree that, I mean, if Calvin really does anything, he's going to be worth more than a 207 now. So, I mean, even if you're just buying for the value, I think that's a good buy. Yeah. I um, mean, any I'm, other, any other players that you're buying then, if, if not Ridley? Um, man, I hate to buy at his peak, but kind of Evan Ingram, if you're in a lot of like tight end premium leagues, like I am, um, I kind of, I think he could kind of replicate what he did last year and that's valuable enough and a really crappy position, but I don't know what you're paying for Evan Ingram, maybe just a hold, honestly. Yeah. And I think too, with this news today of Evan Ingram being franchise tagged, I mean, I could see that moving the needle for some players where they're like, okay, he's definitely staying there. They're going to be paying him a lot. They're going to be using him. And then the other narrative, of course, is, well, is he going to be fourth on the depth chart for targets behind the three receivers? I mean, there's a lot of question marks there. So as we always say, everything is about price, right? If Evan Ingram is something you can get as a throw in or for a third or something like that, even in a non-tight end premium, I don't mind that, right? Like just go get a guy that you can put on your bench. I liked what I saw in Ingram. I liked the way you finished the year. I liked the bond that he had with Lawrence. So I don't mind buying Evan Ingram at the prices rate for sure. Uh, Rocky, I'll kick it back to you. Who would you say is your sell on this team? Is there anyone that you're kind of waiting to thinking that they're at their peak and you're ready to move off of? There's nobody I'm dying to sell here. Uh, if I had to pick one, I guess it might be ETN. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be like a workhorse back. And I was a little down on it compared to some coming in. I, I have to come around on him some after seeing what happened last year. He did perform pretty well at times. Uh, but he's he's never going to be, I think, you know, that that bell cow that, we're, that we all really want. But he's definitely going to be a PPR asset. He, he's shown that already. And with Lawrence's improvement, it, it, it's helped him tremendously uh, coming off the injury as well. So, <laughs> but I think his value is pretty high right now. I, you know, I don't know what he is if you plug him into a calculator, but uh, I, I wouldn't mind maybe tearing down from him. And, and like, like, I wouldn't mind, even though he's not going to be probably start the year, although they've hinted he might. Uh, like, if I could get Javante Williams plus or something like that, I wouldn't mind doing something like that with Travis Etienne. Uh, but he's the only one that I could even think of. Like, I'm not, I, I don't want to sell Lawrence. I'd rather just hold Lawrence. Uh, and most of the other guys don't have super high value. So, well, we are once again simpatico on this one, Rocky. <laughs> I was going to say the same again. It's, it's sell a running back season. Yep. I mean, that's what we always say when in the offseason it's time to sell. Uh, I have been trading for or sending offers for ETN just because I feel like some people may be overlooking him. And some of the news that just came out, too, where Doug Peterson might be wanting to add another running back in the draft. That's all bluster at this time of year anyway. So it's kind of like maybe if you can get a discount, I don't mind buying ETN. But overall, by and large, yeah, I'm I'm okay selling ETN. And it's funny you mentioned, like, what was he worth? I was definitely going to bring that up. Which would you rather have, Rocky, ETN or the 103 in Superflex tight end premium? Uh, the 103 easily easily right yeah, he, like that's close. no brainer and he is 31.8 in D- dtc the 103 is 31 so he's actually over the 103 which blows my mind so yeah that's a sell uh, as much as you like as much as i like etn's talent i think he's going to be a good running back on rosters this year 
if you're telling me I can get out for a rookie quarterback and most likely a rookie quarterback at the 103 that will have some longevity in a super flex league, hell yeah, sign me up. Justin, you on that same page? Or you got another guy you would rather sell? My my sell is ETN. Um, kind of the same reasons. I, I don't know that we're going to see a bigger workload than we already saw last year, and that was like 14 touches a game. Um, yeah, Peterson talking about adding two or possibly three more people. Oh, yeah, that's right. To the, like, yeah, I just – if you especially for a, a 103 and a super flex, holy crap. I'd much rather have that than <laughs> right. Send that off wherever yeah. you have ETN, folks. Just you never right. know. Absolutely. Yeah, I could I could see him like sort. Of, I was just thinking about this following along sort of a DeAndre Swift track where we're all excited about him. He, we see some flash plays, but he's as, as time goes on, especially if they bring in a Jamal Williams type or something <sighs> like that. That as time goes on, we realize he's just never. You know, he'll have some big plays. He'll have some five, six, seven catch games, but he's just never going to be that that guy that that we all want, you know, that we all want him to be. So, well, I mean, and let's be honest, he could be, call. but odds are slim, right? Like he, he, everything is going to have to land the exact right way. And, and again, selling a running back this time of year is almost always the right answer because there's so many things that can change in the running back landscape between now and September. Uh, again, I hate to say it. Injuries tend to creep up. You've got, you know, other battles that happen. We haven't even had the draft. So yeah, I mean, I think selling a running back is always the right answer. It's kind of a cheat code for this sort of uh, project that we're doing here. I guess I'll go first with my my hold, and it's only because you kind of said it too, Rocky. I'm holding Lawrence. I kind of want to see what happens there. I think there is a, a chance that Lawrence last year and the way that that season finished kind of cemented himself as a top eight, if not top five, dynasty quarterback. Uh, there's still some wiggle room in there. I don't think he's in that top tier yet, but I want I want him on my roster this year. If I have him, I'm not moving him. I'm willing to just sort of write it out. I don't think I'm acquiring him because I think whoever rostered him is most likely wanting a lot for him. So, yeah, if I have Lawrence, I'm holding. And I have him in, I think, two leagues, and I'm fine to hold him just to be like, hey, I'm, I'm fine. I'm locked in at that QB2 position or QB1 in some leagues. I'm fine having him there. Uh, I think he's going to have a great year. I think the way that this offense is lining up with Ridley coming back, kind of coming back to this offense, even though it's the first time, but coming back to the field of play, I think is going to be entertaining. And even if they don't go get a massive running back or they don't draft anyone, like you said before, ETN's a PPR stud. He's going to have a lot of outfits, a lot of options. So I, I like Lawrence a lot this year, which was kind of what you said, Rocky, but is there anyone else you'd rather hold on this team in addition to Lawrence? Uh, I Maybe Evan Ingram. Uh, there's been talk that he's going to, uh, he's likely going to stay there in Jacksonville, that if they have to, they'll even franchise him uh, right. to try and make sure they work something out. And I mean, we saw what he did last year and just everything I said before in regards to Ridley too. I mean, it's, it's a, a, a rising offense. Uh, Doug Peterson likes using the tight end and uh, Evan Ingram's always had the ability. It's just been a matter of staying healthy. Uh, I guess holding on to a few passes and, uh, and having a quarterback and, and it looks like he has all that now. So. Yeah. Justin, you're on the same page. I know you kind of talked about buying Ingram, but you'd be fine holding him too, I would assume then, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I really think he can replicate a lot of what he did last year, remain a, a red zone target. Maybe not another 70 reception season, but something similar to that. Yeah. Anyone else you'd rather hold or is that pretty much cover us on the Jags? I think that's a, it's an interesting team because it's kind of top heavy. Yeah, that's probably, I mean, Snoop, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hold Snoop, hold Zay Jones. Yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. Those guys yeah. you're not getting anything for. Those are always good hold candidates, right? 
right. The value yeah. solo. What am I getting a fourth? Yeah, I'll hold. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let me just yeah, exactly. roll. I'm okay there. Yeah, I mean, again, I think yeah. just overall, the Jags are were an interesting team this year. And I think with everybody pretty much coming back and then adding Ridley to that mix only means that they're going to get better, which is dangerous in the AFC. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC this year. So even though the AFC South is kind of rebuilding and retooling at large, uh, I do think the Jags are, are I don't know, primed to, re- to, to win that division again, right? Primed to repeat. I don't think that'd be anybody, nobody would be shocked if the Jags repeat. So you definitely want some of those guys on your rosters. If they're going to win, your dynasty team's going to win. So that's generally how we go here. All right, so next up on the list, we've got the Tennessee Titans. Again, ranked by cap hit. Their current kind of fantasy-relevant players, QB Ryan Tannehill comes in at number one. Oof. Number two, running back Derrick Henry. Oof. Again, uh, tight end Austin Hooper. Then you got Traylon Burks, uh, Malik Willis, running back Hassan Haskins, Kyle Phillips, and then at the bottom, kind of what I considered relevant anyway, Chig and Conquo uh, kind of came out of nowhere last year for tight end premium leagues. And I, I looked, I really didn't see any free agents that were of relevance that were kind of, you know, fantasy relevant, I guess. So again, if everybody is coming back and they add another receiver, maybe in the draft, uh, maybe they draft a running back to go behind Derek. I mean, this team could look the same and I'm not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> they weren't terrific last year. Uh, there's obviously a quarterback controversy, but Justin, I'll kick it to you first. Is there anyone on this, you know, kind of weird looking Titans team for fantasy that you're buying at the moment? Not really. You got to squint. Um, like maybe they give Malik some more run, but I mean, I'm not buying for that. Maybe if, maybe if I took him last year for some reason, um, right. I guess Okonkwu, but I, what do you buying him for yeah i'm not sure i mean i can almost guarantee he's a free agent coming to tennessee at some point and they're definitely going to draft someone so maybe we can look into them but i don't know it doesn't look great over there <laughs> it doesn't it really doesn't and i guess uh rocky I'll, I'll give my answer and kind of pitch it to you which would you rather have Traylon burks or the 107 i'd rather have the 107 I think a lot of people would rather have the 107, which may, in my mind, obviously, I think Traylon Burks is a little bit overvalued in DTC right now. I think Traylon Burks is my buy. I think there's a lot of people that are kind of done with him. They think this team is bad. They're squinting at it. I think if you can get Burks kind of as a throw in or like somebody's offering you a second and it's just not enough, maybe you say, take out the second and add Traylon Burks. Obviously, more than a second. Like that adds a little bit to their side. You don't add anything, right? Something like those kind of trades. I think that can get done. And I think with the free agents that they might be adding, this team really can only go up. And we're going to say that a lot for the next hour as we go through the rest of these teams because they're all pretty bad. Um, but the the Titans, even if Malik Willis does get a chance, I think Burks is going to be the guy at some point there. Even if they bring in, let's say they get Quentin Johnston or somebody who's like a solid X receiver, I still think Burks is going to be great on that team. So he's my buy. However... I'm gladly selling him for the 107, right? That's kind of where I was going to pivot and be like, he's my buy because I think that's a little bit, uh, that value's a little different. Uh, but if you can get him for cheaper than that, I'm glad to buy. Rocky, what would be your buy on this team? I actually was looking, I, I if you can, I, I, don't, I don't know what people are selling him for, but given that we're in March, given that it's, uh, we hate old running back season, I don't hate the idea. You can get, even though like a very late first, if you can get Derrick Henry, 111, 112, I, I, I think you're still getting one solid year out of them. Uh, one be- above solid, very good year out of them. Uh, as long as he can stay healthy. And 
you know, I, I don't, the 111, 112, that's, that's a, that's a crap shoot in any draft. I know this, you know, everybody loves the 23 draft, but uh, I just think that even, even though the offense doesn't project to be amazing, I th- I still think Henry's going to get a lot of work. He's going to get a lot of volume. Uh, he's, he's going to score touchdowns uh, when, when they do score, he's going to be the guy. So uh, and I don't think that's too big of a price to pay. I, and I don't think anybody really is expecting more than that at this point. So uh, a lot of people might be thrilled, like, oh, I can get out of Derrick Henry and get a, get a first with the 111 or 112. So uh, I don't hate that idea. If you are if you know you're definitely a contending team, if you maybe you're already an aging team and you have the 111 or 112 because you won it last year or win the title game, uh, I, I don't mind throwing that out there and, and kind of picking up Henry just for the year and trying to make another run at it. I think that's a fine answer. And I think the way this team is built, it's not like they're one running back away and that's going to be their clear first round pick. They've got so many holes. I don't see them moving away from Derrick Henry, especially with the kind of money they're paying him and everything too. Yeah. Uh, it it might you... only be one year, but I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm more, I'm fine spending a one twelve for one year of Derrick Henry. If he performs, you know, like a top, eight running back or something. Like I, that. I'd be fine sending the 111, 112. I'm right there with you. But I'm curious, Rocky, if you can guess where Derrick Henry falls in terms of value for the first round picks. I think I just... Well, it's higher I'm, than the 111. I'm cheating a little because I just listened to the most recent Dynasty Wall Street where they talked about... Uh, he was in a list of guys they were talking about. I think he's somewhere near the 107. 107 is right, just like yeah. Traylon Burks. All of them have the exact same value. Which in the that's not so. Right I would now. I would not buy Derrick Henry for the 107. Well, and and this is kind of where it comes weird. Like both Henry and Burks, in my mind, are not worth the 107. I'd rather have the 107 over both of them. And so I think this is one of those where, in my mind, the values are different than the calculator, which is yes. fine. This is just one data point. I'm not by any means saying and that's that why calculators are only always a guide. It's it's yep. just yeah. it's a tool, and it's all about how you use it. I just think it's interesting because I agree with you. I think Derrick Henry has a lot of value. Uh, if I can send Henry and get the 107, I'm obviously happy to do that. I think yes. if I have Henry I can, and I can get the 108 or 109 or even 110. If I'm, if someone, you know, again, we're going to see things strangely happen in the draft and then our, our rookie drafts are going to be crazy too. So if, the, if this is actually where I wanted to, to kind of pivot, Derek Henry would be my sell, but not until we're on the clock, uh, not until the draft picks are happening, because I think what you're going to find is there's, there's going to be some, there already is some polarization in this draft class. And I think you're going to start to see some players fall to the 108, the 109, 110 that I would probably rather have than Derek Henry, but you may not. And at that point, I can kind of feel the room and be like, hey, I'll, I'll get you out of this pick while you're on the clock. You'll take Derrick Henry. And somebody might be there like, you know what? I'd, I'd rather have Henry. I think he's got good value. I don't think I wouldn't sell Henry right now because I think you're right. I think people are really only going to give up the 11 and 12. Uh, I'd rather wait a little longer. And like we always say, when you're in August, then you need running backs. That's the time to sell. But that's kind of a cop out for me to him to be my sell and also say not right now. But that's kind of where my head's at with this. Uh, Justin, I guess, what are your thoughts on Derrick Henry? And then, you know, is he a sell for you too? I mean, I think that's a, a very valid point. If you have the 111 or the 112, presumably you just um, contended for a title. So if you need running back help, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't try to get him for the 111, 112. But if he's going at the 107, I guess that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I mean, sell him if you can, depending on – depending on where your team's standing at, like if you can get a guaranteed fringe RB one, two, and you're, if you think you're a top three team in your league, I don't know why you'd want to sell them unless you really needed to. Um, yeah. I mean, I would try to keep them if I could. 
it's, yeah, it's always just, about the price, right? Yeah. I was looking at the trade finder, it seems like the values are kind of all over the place with him. They are, and that's kind of what I was even going to pivot to next, is that Derrick Henry is not necessarily polarizing, but it's just there's so many different ways to play this game. Some people don't mind older running backs. Some people really hate it. There's the, you know, there's vitriol and saying, you hit your wall, I'm done. Uh, I went out before the, the floor hits. You know, I don't want to have the next Todd Gurley or whatever. I, I get that logic, especially in March, as we are now, where it's like, you know, I don't need a roster right now. I'd rather have value. But at the same time, if somebody is, is willing to sell Henry for the 201, I'll take that in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Like, it's always about the price. It's always about the value. Yeah, uh, well, I was just going to ask, there's one from earlier in February. It looked interesting. Derek Henry or Terry McLaurin and Isaiah Spiller? Probably McLaurin just for insulation's sake, but I feel like scoring-wise it's probably Henry for at least this year. And even then, we don't know what's going to happen with Washington and what their team's going to look like right now. Yeah, and there's, there's another one without Wentz. where it's – well, actually, Justin, what do you think of that one? I think I'd rather have Terry. I, I lean that way, but I also <laughs> I also don't know what the hell's going on in Washington. So that's true. <laughs> Is I mean, Sam Hell's actually seems, the starter. I yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Seems it seems to be that's the that's the way it's trending. I really think Sam is going to be starting the year, but you know we still that's got another scary on its own, right? <laughs> still another two months before we figure out landing spots. So maybe not. Yeah. And then there's two other ones here where I would totally call Derrick Henry a sell. Seeing these, there's one Derrick Henry for the 106. Hell yeah, 106. And, yeah. and Derrick Henry for Chris Godwin in the 210. I'm taking Godwin in the pick yep. all day there. But that's yeah. kind of why he was my sell, because his name value is still there. I think a lot of people expect him to have a great 2023. If you're one player away, you know, if you're if you're a win-now team, that 106 is obviously still win-nowable to me. Godwin is still win-now. I mean, it, it's kind of an interesting pivot, especially in February. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get some of that logic, but... Yeah, give me those picks. I just think in most of my leagues, you're not getting that kind of value for Derek. No, <laughs> and yeah. it's it's the classic not in my league, right? Yeah. But it, but this <laughs> right. this also is a a good spot to remind people that you don't know that, right? You, you go send that offer. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I've listened to trade addicts or I've listened to the Wall Street guys, obviously to DTC, right? And I'm listening to some of these things and they're talking about values. I'm like, I did not even think of that as a close value. Like I, I I'm just so far out of touch with that player. Because you can't keep track of every player. It's just impossible, which is why I like the calculator, because yeah. it helps kind of bring it to mind. Of, Here's what people are valuing. Okay, I, I'm fine to trade Derek Henry for the 107. I would never have sent that without looking at that. And, so, and see, this is, why, this is why I have him as a, 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 a potential buy. And there's another league. This is the 25th, so just in this last week. I guess they haven't rolled over yet because it doesn't have a pick number, but... Derrick Henry for a 2023 second. Even if that's 201, I'm that's doing I'm that saying. all day. Gladly. <laughs> um, yeah. R- running backs are tricky. I'm telling you. In March, offseason, running backs are tricky. But before we move on to someone else, I want to make sure we cover a little bit more of the Titans. Uh, Rocky, is there anyone on this team that you're holding that you feel like has still got some room to grow on their value? Uh, um. I mean, I don't really love most of the rest of these pieces. Uh, maybe uh, Justin had mentioned them maybe as a possible buy. Uh, maybe Chig, Chig Oconquo. I I do like what we saw out of him last year, and I do feel like for some people, he's he's being maybe pushed up a little more than he should be, given off of what he did last year. Uh, just I, I know I've definitely heard a little bit of it, not hype, but just uh, pushing Okonkwo up a little bit uh, as this kind of potential rising, you know, 
tight end one, and we haven't really seen that yet. So I, no. I, I don't know that I necessarily want to buy him, but I don't know that I want to sell him either. I don't want to sell him for a second. I, I and right. you're not obviously getting it first. So and most people who drafted him. It is a profit if you sell him for a second. Most people that drafted a Conco did not draft him in the second round. So I get it if you do want to sell him for a second. But I'd kind of like, you know, he's a tight end uh, who we saw flashes from in his rookie year. And, you know, tight ends never produce year one pretty much. Right. So right. I'd rather just hold him, I think, rather than buy or sell if I have him um, and, and kind of see where it goes from here. Even this next year might not be great, but year three could be if, if you know, things improve as they go on. One tight end is such a hellscape these days. It's like you've got the top three and then 30 guys that can be tight end four. Like, honestly, like if you got a chance at one, you might as well hold. I like that logic. Justin, what about you? Any thoughts on Chig? Yeah, I mean, I dig him. There was, I I feel like he was like the chalk in DFS one week and he hit. And then everyone's like, (laughs) this guy is incredible. Oh my God. (laughs) And like, I don't know. They, the Titans as a whole were all, were already like, third from the bottom and pass rate over expectation last year. They're not going to change this year for any reason. Um, I mean, holding them or maybe buying a Kongu and with your eyes on like <laughs> the 2025 season or something would be great. But I mean, I don't know. It's just a hold, honestly. I guess you could yeah. buy if you were contending and you're desperate and just flush with late second round picks or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> or like a consolidation, you've got two thirds, you know, something like that where, you know, right. I'm not going to make those picks. I don't care. I, I do think it's interesting. Chig, I, I got him in one league. I just looked it up because I was curious. I got him at the five ten in one league. It was a fifth round rookie pick. Like that's, that's about oh, as that's deep fantastic. as you go. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, again, if I, if I'm selling them for a second, that's profit, right? Like that's a huge I'm not profit, doing right? that, but I'm, I'm fine to hold too. I have a bunch of chick shares, and almost all of yeah. them are in the fourth round. It was rare to see him go earlier than the fourth round anywhere last year. Yeah, I actually got him in the TA1 at 512. So, again, like very last pick yeah. of the rookie draft, right, which we're not even doing fifth-round picks, I think, anymore in trade, trade mm-hmm. addicts league. So it's it's not even not even possible to do a 512 anymore. The last ever 512 in TA1 was Chig <laughs> how, how appropriate. Um, the true wait, Mr. Irrelevant. Yes. That's right. And, well, he became relevant. Um, right. I, I just I did want to say, because you kind of hit on it, Justin, I wanted to fill in a little more about Malik Willis is my hold. Uh, I, I did draft Malik. I think a lot of people drafted Malik with their you know first quarterback off the board kind of pick uh, in the in the draft last year. And it was not the greatest year for Malik Willis or the Titans in general. And obviously, Tannehill, I, I think obviously is the right word here. He's coming back. He's going to be on that roster. He's getting a good amount of money. If the team's not going to be winning and they don't really care about Tannehill, sure, maybe they throw him out there. But I, I don't know why you would. I would say you have to have Malik play some. I think you want to see what you have here and, and kind of see if you need to get crazy. I wish they would have played him more last year for that exact same reason. So for me, I think Malik is a hold. And I honestly, it's hard to say. It depends on how active your league is. But I feel like most of the times, I I don't remember a single trade with Malik in it all year. Let's put it that way. I don't remember trading for him or, or sending him in any of my own, but I don't remember seeing it come up in my email or anything like whoever and in my, this is just a guess, but whoever drafted Malik probably still has Malik. They're probably going to continue to have Malik, right? They're going to just say, Hey, I invested a first round pick. It's that sunk cost fallacy. I'm going to write it out. Um, that's at least that's what's going through my brain. It's a little projection, but also just kind of like, ah, screw it. Might as well. 
Um, that happens with first round picks. They, they can't all be winners. But I'm not selling Malik for a third or whatever, like a, a late second. Like, what's the point? I might as well hold on. He's still a quarterback right. that could be a starter. So that was kind of my thought process on on having him as my hold. And and again, Justin nailed it with the uh, you got to squint with this team. Like, this is just a a brutal roster for fantasy to kind of go up and down and go, man, they should be good. Like Derrick Henry's a name. He should be awesome. Traylon Burks was a first round pick that they traded uh, the AJ Brown for. I mean, like that Traylon Burks, I think has got a ton of talent. Everybody last year coming in, he was a number one or two. I mean, this team should be great. And it's just like, blah. Like I just, so maybe this is the year, right? Maybe this is the time. Yeah. The Malik thing. He just, he just scares the hell out of me. Like, they started Josh Dobbs over him last yeah. year <laughs> when yeah. they were trying to go for the playoffs. And I get he was a rookie, but they, they, the fuck that felt that poorly about him that they they poached Detroit's practice squad for Josh Dobbs in in a pivotal like, during game. the season. Like just yeah. wow, yeah. And I remember I remember doing this kind of move. If you're looking at it on YouTube. I'm just like, what is happening? When I saw that, I was just like, what are we doing? Like no, like and- get, let Malik play. I also I did just actually recently trade Malik in the league. You can tell me what you think. I thought it was the smash, except that uh, me and Jerry O'Shea, who's in Dynasty Junkies, one co-manage this team. It's actually the Fantasy Timeline Fellow DAP uh, Network show. Um, and uh, I traded this was actually offered to us the one twelve Malik and Isaiah McKenzie for Derek Carr and Dalvin Cook. Smash, yeah, D- Derek Carr and Dalvin Cook for sure. Not even I that know. I love either of those other two no, players, but, but the yeah. one twelve is an unknown. Malik's an unknown. What was the the receiver unknown? Isaiah like, McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not worried about that. Yeah. So like, and yeah. and we earned that one. That's our one twelve too. So oh, uh, brag a little. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> what about you, Justin? You on the same side there? Yeah, I mean, what are you going what are you going to do with them? Well, or yeah, for the trade? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. Carn Cook, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And if I can do a trade like that, happy to. Uh, maybe that's the answer to this. Is Maybe he's a hold until you can find somebody willing to, to overpay for him or someone who's super <laughs> optimistic. Maybe that's the answer. Uh, see yeah, if there, who, was, who was right behind you last year that missed on him. Maybe that guy really wants him. I don't know. <laughs> and I get getting out in those two players, but the, yeah. I, I'd want a little more back, even even at this point in the offseason, for, for, for – Derek Carr and Devin Cook. Then, then just I agree. it's but to me that's basically the one twelve and the hope of Malik Wills. And I, I'm not sure that hope ever pans out. Well, if you're getting a quarterback back, I mean that's a slam dunk to me. And then Cook, yeah. obviously, everybody's done with him for some reason. But uh, well, I, I'm not. I think Cook still has some left in the tank, at least for this year. If Derek Henry does, so does Devin Cook. Um, but with that, we'll move on. And unless there's any other thoughts on Titans, do you guys have any any other Titans, or have we talked about them way too much already? Way too much. Well, get ready for the next one, then. We've got the Indianapolis Colts coming up next. Another team full of players that are in the fantasy football realms. Anyway, we got uh, ranked by... They exist. Ranked by cap number one, Matt Ryan. Oh, man. Matt Ryan, what could have been or what had been. Uh, Number two on the list, tight end Mo Alley-Cox. This is going to be an interesting one. Running back Jonathan Taylor, wide receiver Michael Pittman, wide receiver Alec Pierce, tight end Jelani Woods, and running back Zach Moss. Their only real free agent of note was Paris Campbell, and I put that with note, I guess, in quotes, if you're listening or watching, it's quote fingers all around that one, because I don't know if Paris Campbell ever became relevant. I don't know if he comes back, but uh, I guess, Justin, I'll kick it to you first on this one. Any of these Colts players that you're actively pursuing and adding to your roster as a buy for this week? I'd be interested to see how the Jonathan Taylor 
owner felt about Jonathan Taylor. Presumably not incredibly positive right now, but um, same thing with Pittman as well. I mean, it was such a disappointing season. There's still some upside with both those guys. Um, I mean, I'd kick the tires on Pierce too. It's such a, this is, these are just two back-to-back awful. T- this is just a bad division, I guess. I know it's a bad, yeah, that's why, that's bad. why. Yeah, Aren't that's you glad you did one this week, Justin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, time. exactly. Thanks. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Well, okay. So to kind of paraphrase, and I think maybe this is where my head was going and it, it just sort of came to me. They're all buys because they're all cheap. They're all depressed. This right. whole team is kind of like, I don't know, basement. It's like dollar bin shopping. You know what I mean? Like Jonathan Taylor even has has seen a price fall and he's by far the best asset on this team. Michael Pittman's the second best. And I don't know. I mean, I've been trying to acquire Pittman because I think he can only get better, but that's not always true. If they don't get a quarterback to me. Yeah. Yeah, This is definitely interesting. Yeah. But if they don't get a quarterback, which I think they will, I think almost everybody believes that they will, or they'll trade up or whatever. Uh, That could change everything. So that's why I was going to say they're all buys because that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I don't think Matt Ryan is the QB there for this season. If not, I mean, again, I, I, he might get cut before the season even starts. But yeah. even if he's a backup Probably to whatever rookie Levis. they take. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be Levis as well. And I think that's going to, even just on name value, that'll boost all these guys. So right. I think this is kind of one of those two steps ahead kind of move where I'd be willing to buy any Colts player. And then when they draft a, a real quarterback, and no offense, Matt Ryan, he's better than I'll ever be a quarterback, but when they get a real quarterback on that team, that's when you sell on that boost, right? That's when you sell on that 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 pump, and you're like, all right, I'm good, I'm out. So that's it's why they well, were kind of it's all by a real quarterback, though. Well, I'm I'm being <laughs> generous with it, but there are a lot of real quarterbacks in this draft, and if that's the one they decide to go with, I mean, they're doing it professionally. I'm just talking about it on a Thursday night with a couple of you guys, right? Like, what do I know? So as much as we think we know what's going on, we don't, neither did they. But if they trust their guy, they're trading up to get someone, they must know something I don't know. I'm willing to sell on the name value. I'm not willing to wait until the season. I'm saying sell on that hype. That's all you got to do. Because I think you could get a pretty good bump out of that. Even, I don't know if it'd be a full round difference. Like, I don't think you're going to get Michael Pippen for a second and sell him for a first. I don't think that's going to happen. But you might be able to do something like that with Pierce, where you buy him for a third and sell him for a second. You know what I mean? Like I could see something like that happening. Uh, I think Jelani Woods is an interesting name. Mo Alley Cox is kind of interesting, but I think Jelani Woods is an interesting name in tight end premium. Again, all yeah. of these guys to me are buys. It's kind of a cop out, but they're just that bad and that low. And I think they're only going to go up. So that's kind of my rant on that. Rocky, what about you? Any of these players are buy for you? I like the mention of Jelani Woods because he's so cheap and and he's he's an athletic guy and uh he didn't do much last year i mean but i mean you could probably get him for like a late third or something like that uh i i don't mind and i don't even know that i would go out and try and buy jelani woods by himself but you can have him thrown in for the value of a late third into a bigger trade or something like that exactly and and maybe he pans out maybe he doesn't but it doesn't really matter either way because you got you know whatever other pieces you got in that trade so uh the only other guy I would even consider, I agree that in a way that a lot, a lot of these guys are buys, but maybe Pittman in the right league, I could see being a sell. I still think he has a lot of name value, and I'm not sure that we're going to see him be much better than he's been so far. I mean, he was, uh, I was looking at it in Trade Addicts Room, which is basically just basic PPR. He was uh, like 13.6 points a game last year. And which was wide receiver 25. So, I mean, he's probably a little higher than that, maybe with the right situation. But 
again, if he has a rookie quarterback, uh, wide receivers historically do not perform well with rookie quarterbacks. So uh, no matter how good they are. So, uh, I mean, obviously there are exceptions, but I think everyone's still pretty, I mean, he's in what going into year four, I believe. And everyone still perceives him. Yeah. Is it year three or year four? I can look that up, but I think it's his third year. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, he's still perceived as as this potential still growth here, and I think we may be just seeing he is what he is. This uh, is his fourth year. He's twenty five. Was in the twenty twenty yeah. draft. You're correct. So he, he's a fourth year receiver. Interesting. And that just may be what he is, like a wide receiver too, with occasional boom games, which isn't bad. Uh, but I think the perception is that he could still be a wide receiver one, and I'm not sure we ever see that. And that's fair. I mean, yeah. I think if you're selling, Again, be, sorry, I'm sorry. It's just, I'm just going to say it has to be the right league, the right guy. Like a lot yeah. of people I think might think like I'm saying right here, but I definitely think there's people out here who still love Pittman. Well, and that's kind of where I was going to go next. Like if I'm, if I'm talking about selling any of these players, it, you got to look at it. Like well, I always look at it like, well, whose value is going to go down? If, you know, sell now, get out before you, you, you lose value. What would you sell Pittman for right now, Rocky? Like, what is it you'd be looking for if you have Pittman just in a vacuum, like in a random league, not necessarily a specific team build? Just like if you have Pittman, what would you want in return for Pittman to sell him? Uh, I mean, in terms of like we usually talk in picks. So in terms of picks, I would definitely some sort of first. If I could get like the 110, 109 for Pittman. Would a 24 first do do it? Like a random 24 first? Would that be enough? I might try, I might try and get a little bit of top on a, a random 24 first. Uh, so, yeah, maybe I'll make a 24 first and, uh, and you know, a, a second round value player, something like that. Right. Uh, like a Chigun Conquo or something. You there know, like you go. Yeah. Right? Chigun Conquo. <laughs> yes. Um, maybe a little better than Jelani Wood. So, yeah, Chigun yeah, Conquo. That's why I wasn't going to say Jelani. That's not right. A little more, just a little. Yeah. But yeah, I think I would, especially the 24. I mean, we'd say this about every class, but the, the 23 class, which is the 24 class is supposed to be very good as well. Uh, a lot of nice pieces in there. So, and if it's, you know, a lot of people think their 24 first is going to be good. It doesn't always work out that way. So uh, yeah, I think you could end up with a really, really nice piece if that team ends up like the 104 or something like that. So I think I would move off him for, like I said, I would try and get a plus just because I think that's where his value is, that if you're waiting a year out, you should probably get a little bit on top of the 24 first. Uh, but I would be willing to do that. Well, and, and I think you're on the right track here, but I think it's interesting that Pittman is only slightly valued more than Derrick Henry and Traylon Burks and the 107. Like he's actually valued at the 107. And I think that's interesting because, again, just like we said with the other two players for Tennessee, I'd rather have the 107, I think. Right? Like just yeah, I definitely kind of it's, it's a re-roll. It's a solid class. I think that there's some potential for these guys. Even at the 107, you can get a Jordan Addison or a Quentin Johnston, depending on how things go. I wouldn't mind that, right, depending on the right landing spot and all that stuff. And but even if you don't like them, you could potentially get Levis or Richardson there, you know. True. And yeah. who may have more value than Pittman in a year. Yep. No, that's a fair point too. And that's kind of where I think, again, not, not slamming any of this. It's not that the calculator is wrong. It's just, that's where the market is. Okay. Good to know. Uh, I think that's where you can exploit this a little bit and be like, all right, well, let's take this information and do stuff with it. That's kind of the whole point of these calculators is saying, here's what we believe the market to be. There is no real answer. I mean, calculators are all doing their best to guess. They're all trying their damnedest to find out what the market is, but even that is, is going to be wrong in your league. Your league is not included in this, right? It's, 
This is an aggregate. It's ADP. That only helps in certain situations to talk generally. If you have to take, if, if you're selling Pittman and you have to take a 110, I'd do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape. Um, but that kind of pivots into the last part. And I'll, I'll let you go next on this one, Justin. But for me, the only real hold was Jonathan Taylor. And, and again, as a running back, it's kind of odd to say that. I'm not acquiring him right now. Uh, I, most, I mean, again, everyone on this team is kind of a buy for me. But I feel like Jonathan Taylor is one of those players that you're not going to get full value for. It's just not going to happen right now. And I'd, again, like every other answer, I'd rather hold Taylor and see where the season goes. But I guess, Justin, what are your thoughts on Pittman, Taylor, any of these other guys as a hold? Anyone you're excited about heading into 23? Excited is a little a little aggressive. I don't know if I'm excited yeah, about anyone it here. Is. It is, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I see where you're coming from with, with JT. I mean, what are you going to sell a possible blue chip? 2023 to 2024 running back for like the one i mean where is he like the well no one's gonna give up the 104 you know what i mean like that's right that's yeah, not yeah. Really gonna happen i don't think in mostly he's not right now and after, yeah, i mean if you can great right yeah and then yeah Pittman's kind of looking at like the more advanced metrics on Pittman last year he, i mean i don't think it's gonna get any better than that he had like a 26 percent target share he almost hit 100 receptions, and he still will. What we'd say he was only the tw- the wide receiver 25. Like, Oof. yeah, I, I guess he's a hold too. Like, yeah, yeah. This, this team is sucks. just brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this that's the title of the episode, Rocky. This division sucks. Yeah, division we, we sucks. totally agree. I think what's what's weird though, and 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 I said this earlier, but this team is or this division is just full of rebuilding teams. That's really what yeah. this is, is that, and I think there is some some value at least in looking at some of these cheaper or declining assets only because Derrick Henry, again, prime case for someone you could buy for a year, uh, Jonathan Taylor depressed asset, but I'm not selling. It's the same kind of logic, but the other end, he's young. He, he could rebound. I mean, we were talking yeah. Jonathan Taylor last year is the one Oh one worth three firsts, you know, and, and just a year later, he's worth the one Oh three or whatever it is. Like he's just worth one first. And I think a lot of that is the value of the class. A lot of that is his bad year and the injuries and all this. A lot of it is the team not being good. Like there's, it's amazing how much things can change, right? That's ultimately right. what all of this is. So with that in mind, things can change the other way too, right? If they go get Will Levis and they, uh, let's say they trade for, I don't know, go get DeAndre Hopkins in a trade or something too. Like this team becomes immediately better. It would just two things changing. It doesn't. That would be super interesting actually. Well, I, this is what I'm saying. Like it, things like that happen every year. It's you right. never know who it's going to be. So it's like, if, if you're telling me I can buy a lottery ticket and, and buy Michael Pittman for a 111, I'm probably doing that just to be like, hey, let me have a, a, a ticket to that ride because it could be entertaining. And so yeah. these these teams are all kind of in that same boat. They stink in a way. But for Dynasty, these are all opportunities. Right. Um, and I know that's kind of like a, a buzzword in a way like there's no you don't have any issues. You just have opportunities. Right. These are just opportunities to excel, opportunities to, to change and increase. It's like a manager talking to you at your review. Right. Like the, these are like all of these teams. I'm looking at it like, well, you all have a lot of opportunities to grow, right? Because <laughs> you're all at the bottom of your value. That is something we like to exploit in Dynasty. Everybody wants to buy low and sell high. All of these teams are that kind of player, right? Uh, anyone else, I guess, Rocky, before we move on, anyone else you want to talk about on the Colts? Or have we, again, done enough talking about how great this team is? No, let's try and get this division over with. Let's do it. All right. Last up, we've got the uh, the lovable Houston Texans, as if you thought we were done. No, we've got another team full of studs. This one was actually hard for me to even list this many. Here's the, the ranked by cap hit. You've got Brandon Cooks, 
John Mechie, Damian Pierce, and I put Brevin Jordan because I was just curious. Like, it's gotta no be Nico Collins, Andrew. I did not put Nico Collins. I don't know if he even plays. Uh, free agent. That, I put no Jordan Chris Aikens. Moore. No Chris Moore. I didn't put uh, Chris Moore. I forgot. Was, oh my god. There was another receiver that I could have put, and I'm like, no, I don't think I'm putting that one. Uh, I don't know if if Mills is their quarterback anymore. Like we we just don't know. This team is, He's is not. the most. This team is the most rebuilding team in the NFL right now. This this is the bottom of the barrel, which is already a really bad barrel. Um, so yeah, with that intro in mind, Justin, I'll kick it to you first. Is there anyone on this team that you want even on your roster right now? Uh, Amari Rogers probably is he oh, still over point. there? Yeah, he's still there. Go get yep. him. Um, I mean, Damian Pierce did as much as he could with how little he was offered last year. So maybe they're better this year. Um, Brandon Cooks still wants out, as far as I know. I haven't heard anything different. Can you blame him? <laughs> he's been complaining about it for like nine months. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess he's leaving. Um, we didn't get to see what John Mechie right. gets to do. So hopefully we actually find out this year. Um, I don't even, that feels like forever ago. I don't remember. He's like a slot guy, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Fast dude, but just heard yeah. he got a uh, cancer, I think. Right. Wasn't that where he had to take the year off? Yeah. 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 Um, so as far as buys, like I would buy Damian Pierce if I was desperate for, if I was in like a points per carry league and I was desperate. What would you, what would you send in picks for Damian Pierce? Like, give or take, about the value. What are you thinking? Um, like a like a very early second. I don't mind that, Rocky. You on that same page? That makes sense. Yeah, I I know. I don't think I'd give a any first for for Pierce. Uh, especially now, because you know, given his draft capital last year, I know he played well, but he, he, I don't think he'll be replaced because I don't think they should be too concerned about running back right now, at least not by a significant right. day two type guy. Right. But it, it's still possible, uh, and it's hard to imagine him doing any better than last year because this team is so bad, and now they're gonna have a rookie and all this stuff. So. Uh, I'm definitely not giving it first, but if I could get him for an early second, I would definitely consider that. I still think I'd maybe put him in the hold category right now just because of draft concern. Like a couple couple years ago, we didn't think James Robinson, who was been much who was much better than Damian Pierce has been even, and we didn't think he was going to get replaced, but he was also a guy that didn't have a lot invested in him and they drafted Travis Etienne. So and now we see where James Robinson is in my my boy James Robinson, where he is now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to buy or sell or hold anybody on this team. To tell you the truth, <laughs> <laughs> you're just abstaining from the vote. You're like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm just I mean, none of them are worth enough I'm to out. sell. Right. And right. I'm not dying to buy any. I, I, I don't really want to buy any of these guys. And even, I mean, maybe from a hold standpoint, Cooks, because yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially if he goes to another team, I still think – I know he's getting up there in age, but I still think he can produce if he's with the right situation. I mean, he produced some last year even uh, with, with the crap situation he was in. So yep. uh, if he ends up somewhere else where where like maybe goes to – even like say the Giants or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could, yeah, you know, someplace that needs a receiver, he could still be a, that wide receiver, too, that nobody wants because he's old and, he, you know, he's on the Giants. What if he goes to the Chargers? What if they do get rid of Keenan? 
And they bring uh, in yeah, I mean, Cook. that would be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be wild. But as is, I'm not sure I want to buy him on that speculation. I, I but but if I have him, maybe I, I could consider him a hold. That's that's about it. Everybody else, they, these guys can all go in the trash bin as far. So as so for you, Rocky, it's on the on the Texans buy sell hold. Your answer is no. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing any of this. Pass. I appreciate it's terrific content, Rocky. Thank you for that. Uh, I do want to say uh, to kind of echo what you guys are saying here too. I think the. the the, for me, anyway, the hold is Damian Pierce. I don't see them replacing him. I think they're going to feel like they struck gold with the value on that pick. I think he's going to be the running back next season. I think that that, to me, makes him a hold because, again, I don't like buying running backs this time of year. It's just it's not the thing I do. You tend to get a little bit, I don't know, the people don't want to let him go for what their true value is at this time of year. And then, I don't know, it just gets messy. So Damian Unless Pierce you're getting is Dalvin Cook for super cheap. Right. Like, that's entirely <laughs> fine. And, and I don't mind getting someone cheap, but I feel like whoever has Damian Pierce, even if they spent like a mid second on him, I don't think they're letting him go for an early second. I don't think that, they, you know, they saw what could have been. They've seen the promised land with him. Yeah. Uh, I know in one league I, I spent with what effectively was a, like a 206 and I traded him for Najee Harris uh, when he was having that, you know, speed kind of craziness at the time. And, you know, somewhere around the 206, I think I spent for him. And so I traded him straight up for Najee Harris. And I was like, I'm fine with that because I think Harris is more of a stability. Even either one are doing great right now. And it was right before Damian Pierce tailed off. But I don't think that's the – it's hard to see. It's hard to see that happening every week with Damian. I also think Cooks is the hold. I think that makes sense just because you might as well wait and see what happens. If you can still get any of these guys, go for it. Oh, I did want to say this. I meant to say this before. What do you think Damian Pierce is worth in the calculator, Rocky? I know you were kind of talking about it before. Uh what would be your guess? Is he worth a first or not? My guess is he's worth a very late first. The he's basically the 112. Yeah, okay. he's basically <laughs> the 112. Um, and you were saying, like, I, I would do an early second, but not a, not a late first. And it's kind of like that. Uh, I mean, what's the difference between the 112 and the 201? Like, you know, maybe I'll do it. I don't know. I the would still probably hold. That one in front of it means a little more to a lot more people, and I could it probably can. get something better than Damian Pierce for the the one twelve as compared to even the two hundred one because it has a one in front of it. You're not wrong, and that perceived <laughs> value is important, especially when it comes to picks because people look at that like it's a first. Um, it's actually this is maybe a sidebar topic. I don't know if we've gotten much into this. I think Scott and I have talked about this before. I think it was last year even. Um, sometimes the one twelve can be useful for those players that are worth two firsts. And so you can do like 112 and a 24 first for someone like that you think is worth two firsts. You know, one of those not premium players, but like a Jonathan Taylor or something like that. Like that's where a 112 can really be valuable because like you said, it's got the one in front of it, right? No, I'm yep. giving you two firsts. I'm giving you two firsts. Yep. And I, I earned the 112. I'm dominating. It's probably going to be the 112 next year, but that's still two firsts. That's what you wanted. <laughs> like it, it kind of makes a difference. Yeah. No, you're entirely right. I think again, I think we've covered the Texans enough. I, I mean, I, you could even argue we've covered them too much and we've only been talking about them for eight minutes or so. So that sounds about right. But is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up with regard to the Texans or we good? Yeah. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is on the Texans. I didn't know that. He's he's about to be. 
well, now if you want to get into speculation city and just go down the rabbit hole of like all these players that could be, that could be a fun topic. But I like yeah, to deal maybe with maybe actually is 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 Bryce Young the uh, or CJ Stroud well, the buy on the Texans? Actually, right, that's yeah. a valid. That's a valid argument. Hang on, that's a valid argument. Let's. I'm holding Bryce get, Young. I'm holding. Or let's say they get Bryce Young. Let's say let's say that's their pick, right? And they get Bryce Young. Does that do anything to anyone on this offense? Does that even give them a boost worth selling? I don't think it does. That's really. what's so weird. It does for me in the Colts, but not for the Texans because they're just that bad. Like it's just there's nobody flashy here. Right. Like it's even if they get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud and that's their pick and we know who they got and they don't draft a running back. I don't see that changing Damian Pierce's value really at all. Like it's just that they're that bad. They're not one piece away. They're eight pieces away. By the way, how much do like Texans fans must they hate Lovey Smith? Like the end of last year, they went hard for that win in the last. I think they went for a two point conversion or something. Oh, that's right. And they won. <laughs> and, and they won the game. And the first pick. And, yeah, and it cost them the first pick of the draft. You know what, though? There is this weird, uh, you know, we'll have to see how this plays out. Because there's this weird thought that I had. Like, what if Lovey Smith saved them, right? What if the first pick is the Bears and they, they trade out and the Colts jump up and take Will Levis? And the Texans are like, well, <laughs> we we're never going to take him anyway, right? Like, it, it, it might not matter. At the other end, it could be that the Colts jump up and take Bryce Young and he just ends up being a dud. And the Houston Texans settle for C.J. Stroud, which is the next Tom Brady, right? Like, you don't know the butterfly effect here. So as much as we want to say that hurt him, logically it did, uh, there is still an optimistic side to be like, maybe they're okay. But they have a long way to go. So I guess in Dynasty, I I like to play in a three-year window, and I don't know if any of these players are even going to be on this team next year, let alone three years. It's just that's bleak for a team. Not ideal. Anyway, with that, we're going to move into our final segment and what I would think is the most fun segment of the night. It's our Find Me a Trade segment. This week is brought to us by Steve Munger. Uh, I know he's in our Dynasty Junkies 2 league, I think, right? Yes. All right. So this is a Dynasty League. It's a Safe Leagues Dynasty League. Uh, His team name is Already Forgot My Team Name, which, again, when I first read that, I was like, wait, is it because he forgot his team name or is, oh, no, that is the actual team name. Okay, good. Oh, and before I forget. Find me a trade. Yes. Find me a trade. Find me a trade. I just think it should be, a, it should be a chant. I just think it's so okay. perfect because it's just got that rhythm to it. Anyway, so, you, uh, so yeah, find me a trade. That's what we're doing. You want me to do the uh, the rest of the settings? Yeah, go for it. And I'll pull up the team. Pull up the roster. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah, like you said, it's a safe leagues, 12 team. Superflex PPR 2.0 tight end premium, uh, six point passing touchdowns, minus four for interceptions, uh, 38 roster spots, uh, no IR taxi. I don't know if that's just now because it's the uh, I know safe leagues usually or... don't have ta- taxi and okay, IR. Yeah, I'm not yeah, safe safe are pretty, okay. Yeah, they're pretty straightforward. Yep, so 38 roster spots, though, big rosters, start 10, QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, the tight end, two flex, and, of course, the super flex spot. And Justin's uh, – I'm Justin. Uh, it's because you didn't change it on the sheet. I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, Steven's uh, thoughts here on his team. Uh, he said he just took over this orphan. The team is in good shape at wide receiver, has Kelsey at tight end. Uh, has all four of their draft picks at the five spot plus the 107. So he's got two firsts as well. Uh, it could use at least one Q- good QB there. Uh, we'll get into the roster in a minute. Not much yep. at running back. Um, fine piecing that together later. 
uh, which is funny because I think we all did trades for running backs. So, yep. uh, <laughs> uh, but looking at the league history, it seems to be a pretty active league. I'm up for trading anyone, but really would like to hold on to Amon Ross St. Brown. This, this is my only share. And the goal was to make this a solid playoff contender in 2023. Perfect. So yeah, the, uh, the roster isn't terrible. I've seen worse. So I like where this one has some, some potential quarterback. He's got Russell Wilson, Trey Lance, Jordan Love, and Andy Dalton. I mean, I think Jordan loves the starter in Green Bay. I think San Francisco goes with Trey Lance. So that's three starters. None of them are QB1s, probably, unless Russell Wilson remembers how to play quarterback. So that's an interesting spot there for me. I don't think Andy Dalton's a starter, just to be clear. Uh, running back, you've got a bunch of names that are interesting. I guess Daryl Henderson, Samaji Pirine, James Robinson, like we were talking about. Interesting is one word to describe. Well, I mean, interesting because it's like none of these are starters, <laughs> but like they're all names you've heard of. They're all on like I've got so many shares of all of these guys on my benches. I wouldn't want to start any of these guys. So you're not wrong there, Steve. These are some high, patchwork running backs. Uh, receivers, strong spot, in my opinion. You got Amon Ra, like you mentioned, Traylon Burks, Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, J- Jacoby Myers, the new Houston Texans player, apparently. <laughs> Justin breaking news tonight. I like that. Uh, Wandale <laughs> Robinson and the the shell of Michael Thomas still on the roster. I've got a few shares of Thomas too, just in case. Tight end behind Kelsey, who he mentioned. He's got Foster Moreau, Cameron Braid, Peyton Hendershot, and Jonu Smith. So I, again, I think receiver is the strongest group here. I don't hate quarterback. Tight end, obviously, with Kelsey is solid, but there are a lot of needs at running back. And I think, again, with the way this team is, is set up, there's some potential. So maybe, Justin, we'll go with you first because – Rocky's right. We all traded for running backs, even though the guy said, I'm fine doing it later. All of us are like, <laughs> we don't generally acquire running backs this offseason. Right. That's what we're going to recommend. Don't do not do as I say, do as I do. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Justin. What was your trade? Oh, I just wanted to talk more about the Texans. So I thought, oh, he yeah, could send, please. <laughs> he, could, he could send the quarterbackless Mike Evans over to um, who I believe this Red Tails team who won the league last year. And then take his Damian Pierce and then swap like a 305 for a 312. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I, I like it. I think that might be the best way. comment a guest has ever given on their final. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to get this guy running back because, I mean, I feel it almost. I mean, however many dynasty teams I have, probably 80% of them have a running back room that looks a lot like this. Yep. pile of running backs here so i feel it and j- nothing's worse than heading into week three like <laughs> I, I can so, tell you Steve, Steven, though right, is man. definitely a guy who doesn't like he's bet he backs that he he is uh basically a zero rb kind of guy he's like collect okay. all those backup running backs one couple of them will eventually be you know at various times will be useful to me and Right. Uh, I, I know he's not too big on acquiring running backs, even though we just gave him a bunch of running back traits. So, well, <laughs> we're, we're trying to help him out. Three right? three. Yeah. And no, it's just, just trying to help him think outside of the, of his typical right. his box. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there's yeah. that. I mean, it could, it could be interesting. I don't know. Mike Evans could collapse at well, any time. Who doesn't, who doesn't want a top 30 running back in Damian Pierce, you know? <laughs> Well, here, so I'll I'll kind of, I'll take this and run with it for a second. So I think Mike Evans for Damian Pierce, for me, feels like Mike Evans should be the the obvious side in that. But the longer I thought about it, because I saw this on the sheet when we started, and I was just, I've been thinking about a little bit in the back of my head. I'm like, you know what? That's not a bad play. He doesn't have a quarterback. Godwin's coming up. Like, are they going to go with Kyle Trask? Are they going to go get someone? Like, 
there's so many question marks with Mike Evans right now. I mean, he's not young. I mean, he's gotten over a thousand yards every year, but that's bound to stop at some point. And writing seems to be on the wall. And like we just talked about Damian Pierce almost locked into that job. I, I don't hate this trade at all. I think it actually makes total sense. But yeah, I, mean, I think I prefer the Evans side of that trade, but I, I will say this is, I mean, I think value wise, it's fine. Like yeah. you're not getting a first for Mike Evans at this point. Like he's too old no. in this dynasty landscape to, to yep. get, and like, like Justin said, no, no quarterback, uh, no idea who it's going to be. And like I said, I think the best you're getting from Mike Evans, like if you're just going pick straight up, is probably like the 201, which is around what I was talking for, for Damian Pierce. So uh, I think that the value is fine. Uh, I guess I just believe more in Mike Evans than Damian Pierce. And I think both of these guys might only have one or two years of legit value in terms of points or actual trade value left. Uh, So even though Damian Pierce is significantly younger, like I said, I, I, I don't like you said, I think he's locked in for next year, but I definitely think there's danger by 2024. Like somebody's replacing Damian Pierce in the backfield. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong there. I just think for at least for this season, like Damian Pierce is a perfect kind of running back for this, this roster um, in my opinion, because it's, it's not an expensive running back, but he could, he's an every week starter. And again, we all are kind of getting ahead of ourselves a little, but we're all trading for running backs. And I think part of that is at least the reason I did it. Maybe you guys are different, but this is a start two running back league and a start two running back league. I at least like to have one that I don't mind clicking the box on. Right. Like give me one and then I'll filter the other one. But having to start two from the group that he had. Yeah, I would I be can nervous. Tell you one of the big yeah. reasons is that group is is not even a good like. I am collecting backup running backs in case of an injury group. That, that group is really, really, really bad. Like Ronald, like Ronald Jones is never starting another game in this. I don't care who gets hurt. Daryl Henderson doesn't even have a team. Like James Robinson might not have a team. You got Isaiah. He might be the best running back. Yes. He may not be on the bangle. Like, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. So I'm, I'm with you and I'll, I'll kind of pivot into mine and then we can pitch it to you for years, Rocky, but mine was kind of the same trade, which is why I wanted to get into mine next. I'll, of us are kind of similar but mine was basically the same sending locket to blue cat lodge for leonard Fournette and a third or some other throw-in piece and the logic being here again locket is is old like evans he's on his way out of the league but Fournette doesn't even have a team he just got cut there's a chance that whoever has Fournette was like you know what i you know i'm renting him for this year i'm done he doesn't have a team I'll, that's a smash accept right i would and i think your evans trade is kind of the same it's a solid offer it's one of those offers that you don't necessarily, you don't immediately reject it, right? And that's what I think this team needs is you got to go get some running back with some upside. I personally think Fournette plays somewhere next year. I think he's still got at least one year left in the tank. I think the way that he played last year down the stretch was pretty solid know, for running back of his I, age. Just so. real quick, Andrew, I know I heard on one podcast someone just theorizing throughout the idea that maybe he ends up, I don't care, I wish I remember I heard it, I would attribute it to it, but he, he goes to uh, – the Eagles can, I think he would, people would love him if he was an Eagles back next year. Hell yeah. And I even said it too. Like, I think uh, there's a chance that the Bengals cut Mixon and they don't get a running back. They like in the draft and Fournette's still sitting there come, you know, mid May. And they're like, all right, Fournette, come on in. And it's Fournette and some IGP Ryan or Fournette and someone else in the Bengals running back room. Like that'd be yep. solid. You know what I mean? Like it, it, there's a chance that a team that wants to win, doesn't have the budget to afford and Eagles are going to be having this kind of problem too. Where like yeah, they, they just don't want to pay Harris, a big running back. Harris. And I think with the way that, you know, Kenneth Gainwell played, you don't need And same with P Ryan in a way, you don't need a bell cow. You just need someone to take some of the, you know, inside the 
get three yards in a cloud of dust kind of thing. That's Fournette. And I think he's going to find a home because I don't think he's done yet. I, you know, I think he's still got some in the tank. So Justin, what do you think? Was mine too similar to yours or was that a locket for Fournette <laughs> and a little piece different enough no. for you to make a different comment on? No, I think it's, I think it's very fair. Um, it, it is different. And Lenny's going somewhere. I mean, whether it's Philly or Cincy or new England or, Miami. I don't think he sits out this year. You know what I mean? Like, I think he plays right. somewhere. No, no, no. And he'll be he'll be doing something. He'll be getting goal line, goal line carries somewhere. He'll, yeah. he'll be scoring 10 points a week. Yeah, and maybe. if your roster has Ronald Jones and, and <laughs> Dontrell Hilliard on it, I mean, Fournette's better than those guys. You know what I mean? Like, right. at least you're upgrading a little. And I think yeah. a lot of people are just done with Lockett. So, again, same kind of trade as the Mike Evans one. But with that, I guess, Rocky, what was your trade? What was the one you came up with? So yeah, I went. I aimed a little bit higher, I guess, he than did. you two maybe. Um, and like you said, his uh, receiver is kind of his position of strength on this team. Uh, I did take one of his few young guys, and and I'm moving him because a lot of his that receiver room is other than Amon Ra is pretty old. But uh, I went with uh, Traylon, Bur- and I did this because I happened to look in both calculators, by the way, that I normally check. Uh, uh, DTC and DLF, uh, Burks is rated pretty high and higher than the guy I'm trading for from Team Peville, which was J.K. Dobbins. So I, I put J.K. Dobbins in a late second just because uh, I looked and Peville has uh, – they haven't rolled over yet, so I, I didn't I didn't figure out where they were. But he has three seconds. So I'd be fine with even whatever's the latest one. I, I mainly did it because when I looked at both calcs, uh, Burks was higher in both. So I figured – at least throw the initial offer out with the late second. I would probably do it straight up myself. Uh, I, I, I do like Burks. I did like him coming out, but I, I just think, I think Dobbins is going to, I think Dobbins, if you want production is going to score this year. And I think he's because of that, he's going to get a value boost this year. I, I think it's second year coming off the ACL. Um, we've seen it time after time where guys look okay or good coming off the, uh, the ACL, but not not as great. And then that second year back, like Barkley this past year, that second year back, they get more, they kind of more regain their form and and get what we expect from them. So I just, I like Dobbins as kind of a buy this year. And it's, it's still not obviously too old. He's going into, I, I believe he's also going to year four. Uh, so, so yeah. I, and like you said, we, he needs a running backs of some sort. So and then the, the two, yeah, the two reasons I mentioned one earlier is because that running back room is so atrocious. And also I tried to look for a quarterback trade for him and I just, I could not well, find anything like nobody has an excess in this. Like you, it's almost always that one team that has like four quarterbacks or something like, and there was just nobody that I felt like wasn't contending and had an old quarterback or had four quarterbacks who would be willing to move on from one of them. It was, it was tough to find a quarterback. Well, I I, I just looked this up because I was kind of curious. I'm like, wait a minute, this, this was submitted like a week or two ago and I know safe leagues rolled over and they did. I just didn't put down the 2023 link. So he actually, before the rollover Uh, happened, he traded the one Oh seven and Robbie Anderson for Trey Lance. So in my mind, that means he's pretty much addressed his QB position. So that makes some sense. Cause I was feeling a little guilty. I'm like, we didn't, and none of us did a QB trade, like what jerks we are. But I think Steve knows that we're jerk because he's listened to us for a while, but I also tried. He, I will say that I did too. I was going to say the same thing. Like I did look and I couldn't find anything that made sense with the receivers that he had. I was like, I don't really want to give up Burks for a quarterback. And 
Because at that point, it's going to have to be a lower quarterback. I love trading 107 for Lance, though. I think that's a terrific trade. Uh, I think that's actually a really smart way to do that. So he does have the, the, the 105 still to play and can get a receiver there. Or maybe gets, uh, you know, Gibbs or something falls, and that'd be kind of nice. Which would be, again, for this team, you could use it. Or you could trade back and try to accumulate picks, which is always the answer. Uh, that being said, too, you mentioned the late second. Peville does have three seconds. He's got the 201, the 202, and the 210. So in theory, it would be like the 210 would be a late second. That could work, right? So Burks and for Dobbins and the 210, I think that's a valid option. I think some people are kind of down on Dobbins. They're higher on Burks. Maybe it's the opposite. We, you know, worth an, worth an ask to this team. I know Sidlow's in a bunch of different dynasty leagues with safe leagues. I'm in a couple myself. Some of them are very active. Some of them are not. And so ultimately, this league doesn't look terribly active from what I could tell in the trade fight or trade history and everything. But again, if you can find someone who's willing to make a move before the draft, go for it. I, you know, obviously, you just made a team a trade with Trader Joe, who obviously friend of the pod and things like that. So I think that there is some value in this and just being like, I don't mind sending Burks and getting a pick and all that and trying to figure it out. But you don't have to. Right. Like, I think at this point, if you're OK, just to kind of hang on and, and you're the kind of player that likes to you know, be risky at running back and, and wait. I think that's fine too. I don't think you have to make a trade for running back, even though all three of us, that was what we came up with. So <laughs> I'm curious before we finish up, Justin, where, where, where are you at on Dobbins? And what do you think yeah. of this trade? Um, I, I was looking at Dobbins to trade for it before I, <laughs> before I went and found Pierce. Um, no, I think because he probably does have a depressed cost that he's an interesting guy to, to price check on in leagues. Um, I think he's a boomer bust guy. He could come out and have an incredible 2023 or he could have, you know, have something to flare up again, but especially for someone who's kind of going boomer bust with their running backs already. Like I do in a lot of leagues just like this. I think that's a great person to be aiming for in a setup like this. Yeah. And one of the reason I actually targeted Dobbins too, I looked at that guy's team and it's not very good. So I thought maybe he might want to, you know, sell running backs. It's he's his right best idea. wide receiver yeah. is probably he's got Drake London and then like nothing. And, uh, he's got Kyle Pitts and and then like nothing at tight end and and then he's got Dobbins and David Montgomery and Javante at running backs. But it, it doesn't seem like he's a team that's going to contend. So I figured he might want to want to sell youth. a running back. That's yeah, and, and get the, the young wide receiver back. Yeah, right. There yeah. was another trade that I thought about that I can kind of toss in and see what you guys think and see if I was way off. But my first thought, again, with having Kelsey on this team and needing running back, I'm like, maybe you can pivot down from Kelsey and like bring back that could be startable in the, in the, you know, as that gap filler. And because Kelsey is just such a dominant force. And so whenever I'm trying to trade Kelsey, I always go to the Mahomes manager. I'm like, I, I got a feeling that Mahomes manager wants a Mahomes Kelsey stack is just dominant. Everybody loves that. So I went to the Mahomes team and I, I looked at their roster and I was like, all right, who would I trade for here? That roster has Mark Andrews. So I'm like, well, maybe you could tear down to Mark Andrews and get like a Ramondre Stevenson or Tony Pollard who are on this team. And then I was like, okay. God, I don't know if I would do that. I don't know if I would send Andrews and Pollard for Kelsey. You might have to add another piece, like a locket or something like that to balance it out. And it just got to be a little bit too much work in a way where I'm like, I don't know if that works. I don't know if that balances. And that's when I kind of stripped it down to its studs. And I was like, well, what if I just send Lockett for someone like Fournette? And I'm like, wait, that actually might work. And that was kind of yeah. what I went with. But like sending Kelsey, I'd want something like Andrews and Pollard back. You know what I mean? Like I'd want to get something. Andrews disappointed last year. I don't think anybody was really wowed by him. And I think, again, if you're the Mahomes manager, getting that stack 
it's gotta feel good. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. And it's so, so hard thoughts to, on that one or. Yeah. I mean, you almost want something like that. I mean, you do want something like that on the way back. I mean, just speaking from the couple of rosters that I have Kelsey on, it's so, so nice to just plug him in oh, every week. Yeah. That, like, I, I don't think, I, I don't think I could go from a Kelsey to an Evan Ingram without like a huge piece coming back like that, that would feel so disgusting. So going, going down just a couple spots or one spot or wherever people have Andrews ranked. Yeah. That, I mean, it's a little more palatable. Well, I know some people have Andrews over Kelsey because of the age and, and I, I get that logic and I know the calculator in yeah. a lot of places has the, as Andrews rated higher because Kelsey's 33, you know what I mean? But I do think there are some Andrews managers out there that are just maybe kind of fed up. And again, if if you're going to go to the Mahomes manager, he might be willing to pay more. And that was kind of where right. my thought was like, he might be willing to give up Andrews and Pollard for Kelsey and Lockett, you know, one of those kind of like win now type of trades. Um, right. So again, that was kind of my backup. And since none of us really came up with a, a different trade, I thought maybe I tossed that in here at the end, just to kind of give you another idea, Steve, of another build that you might be able to look at. I think it's pretty ballsy too to to not really worry about running backs when you have to start two of them. But also, yeah, this time of year, who cares? You know, I totally right. get that. So, it's still yeah. so early, right? Yep, you got lots of time. And again, you've got some of those picks you can play around with too. So, I guess with that, Rocky, anything you want to add before uh, we wrap it up tonight? No, just uh, happy to be back on here with you, Andrew. And I hope yeah. I'll be on a little more uh, regularly and sort of that more biweekly basis going forward. Sounds good to me. And then, Justin, I guess, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. It was great to talk to you tonight. Uh, Your first time on the Dynasty Junkies, how was it? Did you have a good time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Anytime anytime you guys need a... um... A blathering idiot on I'll I'll hop I'll hop right on. We'll add you to the list of blathering idiots. I, 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 yeah. I'm already here, Justin. Yeah, so. like it's our <laughs> own list. Yeah. Might, might as well double down. There you go. I like it. Well, no, tell everybody again where they can find you on Twitter and everything, and then uh we'll, we'll move over to Rocky to take us out of here. For sure. Uh Twitter, it's Justin underscore Redwards, just the name Justin Edwards with an R in front of it because there are ten thousand Justin Edwards on the internet. <laughs> um you can find most of my work on four for four, either their YouTube page or some draft prospect stuff coming out and offensive line stuff throughout the year. And thanks for having me on again, guys. It's been a blast. Yeah. Great to have you. Of course, if you're listening this long and and you sat through the terrific teams that we got through, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, Make sure you follow us at dynasty junkies, follow the DAP network at DAP underscore network. You can watch us go live on Twitter. Also live on YouTube. I don't think we're on Twitch yet, right, Rocky? We're not doing that. We're not doing <laughs> but, that. No, that's too much for the kids. We're too old for that. Yeah. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Hall FF. You can find Rocky at Dynasty FF Addict on Twitter. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Give us all those things. Send us some some more Find Me at Trades, too. I know this was from Steve from a week or two ago. Haven't really had that many since then. And I know this is a quiet time of year for a lot of leagues. But we really do care about your team. Like Russ always says, we do care about your team. We want to find you a trade. So if you're if you're in a league that you don't want to leave, but you don't know what to do, that's the perfect thing to send in. We've actually done this a long time and have helped a lot of people that are just kind of stuck and stale and stagnant kind of break that ice and get going again. And I think now is the time to do that before the draft, right? Now is the time to kind of catch people sleeping. You might be able to get some discounts. I don't think any of us would advocate trading for a lot of AFC South players, but again, thank you so much for listening that long through that terrific uh, stream of teams. 
but yeah, it's been a pleasure as always, Justin. Thanks for coming on. And Rocky, if you want to take us out of here, that'd be great. Yep. I just, I'm also going to you know give thanks again to Justin, especially it was, it was short notice. We originally yeah. uh, had another guest planned who had, had a, a, an issue come up. So thanks again to him. Thanks to, uh, anybody uh, in the chat, I, I know, uh, wasn't as bumping as it sometimes is, but I know Ridley Truther was in here, who's a great DAP Network supporter. That's right. Uh, you know, make, make sure you're checking us out live going forward every Thursday, 930-ish, uh, and and make sure you come in here. But uh, I guess with that, I'll just say junkies out.